Whether it's gumboots or rugby boots, the Country Sport Breakfast has you covered on Gold Sport, your home of live commentary. Oh, apologies for that song. Talking rugby league, though, now on the show where yesterday New Zealand Rugby League announced the new coach of the Kiwis, Stacey Jones. The little general was announced to take over from uh, Michael Maguire. Joining us on the show this morning to talk about the appointment, CEO of New Zealand Rugby League, Greg Peters, just arrived at work. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, look, an absolute pleasure, mate. Talk us through the process because there were a few names in the hat, really, weren't there? Yeah, oh, most definitely. We so we uh, advertised the role after Michael's uh, departure last year. I think it was about mid-December, and of course, with Christmas intruding into that um, the Christmas break, uh, we closed the sorry that noise. Uh, we closed the um, applications in um, January, mid-January. Uh, and uh, had a fair, fair amount of interest and then ran an interview process with a panel that uh, was appointed by the board um, with some external ex- expertise as well um, and uh, high-performance experts on there and uh, came up with the uh, very exciting nomination or recommendation to the board of Stacey Jones, which uh, subsequently was ratified yesterday. Well, high calibre of people putting their names in the hat. I mean, the legendary Australian coach Wayne Bennett for a start-off, really, wasn't it? Yeah, look, I, I, yeah, that's right. I mean, he uh, widely publicised his interest and application, <laughs> um, which is, is his style, and maybe it's an Australian style, I'm not sure, but, uh, that, um, you know, I'm not here to talk about the merits of other or otherwise of other people's applications, but certainly he, his name was in the mix. But Stacey was by far, far ahead of uh, the other candidates in terms of what we thought the complete package he could bring to the role uh, his his uh, apprenticeship with the Kiwis, if you want to put it that way, in terms of coaching over the last five years, and his legend legendary uh, input into the Kiwis prior to that as a player, and you know is one of the only uh, only three New Zealanders that we have in the Hall of Fame in the NRL too. So he's right up there amongst the very best, and I think he's learnt a lot through his time with the Warriors and Kiwis over the last five six years, and honed his craft as a coach. And, I mean, he's been coaching now for 15 years and right there, the sharp end assistant coach for the Warriors. So that's got to play well for his future as the Kiwis coach too, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's like anything in any leadership role within um, work, business, sport, whatever. You learn from who you've um, worked under. And he's had uh, the great um, you know, ability to do that with a number of different people, who, all of whom um, have have different styles and and at top of the game as well. So he's learnt from the very best. And if you spoke to him, I'm not sure whether you have or not, but he'd say Andrew, Andrew Webster has had a massive input mm. on, into his coaching style, and uh, and he's learnt a lot under him in the last in the last season or so when the, he's been involved. And you can see the results on the field for the Warriors, and I might have for the Kiwis. I loved his reaction. I saw a news clip um, last night of uh, Stacey on TV saying it was like he was named in the uh, in the New Zealand squad for the very first time. So we got a real thrill out of uh, you know getting the job. Yeah, look, he's a really humble guy, as you yeah. as, as anyone would know, and uh, just 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 uh, delighted. Like as it's his first cap, and you know, we we owe debt of gratitude to the to the Warriors as well for releasing him to do to do the work because it is uh, you know dual role so you'll continue with his job with the Warriors um, but to have him uh, have him and you know us working closely with the Warriors and, and something like that is also really important for the game in New Zealand I think it just shows that we're all joined up 
In the state of the game in New Zealand, I mean, we saw last Sunday in Christchurch a sellout at that pre-season game last weekend. You must love seeing sights like that. Oh, unheard of, isn't it? For, yeah. for a, a, pre, a, a pre-season game and B, you know, in Christchurch. Sure, the last time I think the Warriors played down there against Manly, uh, I think they might have 14,000 one year and 10 the next. So uh, that just shows the state of the game. And we're, we're seeing a huge lift in interest and in, in talkability about the game in general. Uh, and obviously led by the Warriors' um, performance and, and the whole the whole country getting behind that, but also Kiwis and Kiwi Ferns winning last year. And just a general narrative, I think the NRL Grand Final was probably one of the best games ever in the NRL last year. Uh, and the, and that's, that's just the excitement around the game generally is, is lifting in New Zealand. It's fantastic to see. And we had Tony Kidd on the show earlier this week on the South Island getting, uh, you know, putting a, a bid in for becoming the 18th NRL side. Do you think New Zealand's ready for a second side? Look, I, I think it's great that they're, that they're putting their hand up and they're, that they're having a crack at it because you, you've got to put the NRL on notice a bit that, that we're not just, uh, you know, we're, we're actually a major player in, the, in rugby league and, and we, uh, we, we deserve to be noticed like that. And I think uh, whether the timing is in three, four years or, or whatever, I'm not sure. But And it is a big commercial ask, but good on them for putting their hand up and um, we'll support them as much as we can um, when the time comes. Uh, it's unclear to me whether there's actually a process being run by the NRL other than on P&G at the moment. So I think, um, I think we've got to wait a little bit of time before that gets a huge amount of traction. But in terms of having two teams in New Zealand, the, the tribalism and the rivalry between teams is, is really important in any sport and I think it would be great to see that take off um, in, in the future. And exciting times for NRL taking it to Vegas as well, that's great isn't it? Yeah okay. huge ambitious um, <laughs> and goal and, uh, and a long term play, it's not going to happen overnight as we know with the American sport market's very cluttered, very hard to get traction as a new sport unless you've, uh, you've got a, a, a a big base like the big codes over there have, but you only have to get a small um, small part of the market and a small little sliver of the market, and you're you're really you're really it's game on um, when you've got 300 million people there, and in the case of Australians, 300,000 Aussies living there, it it kind of makes sense that over time they can build a pretty strong commercial base. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Greg, uh, great to chat, mate. We'll let you get into your your day's work. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Greg Peters joining us, CEO of New Zealand Rugby League. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.